All right, y'all. So our question for today comes from a student. And the question is, why isn't the Apocrypha in the Bible? Why isn't the Apocrypha in the Bible? And y'all, this is a great question because the Bible is meant to be our guidance in how to glorify and enjoy God. And if the Bible is missing a certain collection of books, then we are missing guidance in how to glorify and enjoy him. So let's dive into this question. Now, in order to orient ourselves to this question, we have to define a few terms. So what's a canon? A canon is a collection of documents that a community considers authoritative to govern their life with each other. So the Bible is the Christian canon. It is the collection of documents that the Christian community holds as ultimately authoritative in how they direct their lives together. What's the Hebrew Bible? The Hebrew Bible is basically our English Old Testaments with 39 books, except it's in Hebrew and the books are arranged in a different order. In fact, our English Old Testaments are translated from the Hebrew Bible. Now, what is the Apocrypha? The Apocrypha is the collection of writings that is not in the Protestant Old Testament as the Word of God, but it is in the Old Testament as the Word of God in other traditions, such as the Roman Catholic tradition. And in fact, different traditions have different numbers of apocryphal books in their collection of apocryphal writings. Some traditions also call them deuterocanonical books, meaning second canon. So there are generally considered to be 15 apocryphal books, and here are their names. Tobit, Judith, Wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiasticus, 1st Maccabees, 2nd Maccabees, Baruch, Epistle of Jeremiah, Certain Additions to Esther, Prayer of Azariah and Song of the Three Young Men, Susanna, Bell and the Dragon, 1st Esdras, also known as 3rd Esdras, 2nd Esdras, also known as 4th Esdras, and Prayer of Manasseh. Now, I can elaborate on many reasons why the Apocrypha is not actually a part of the Bible. Number one, none of the Apocryphal books claim themselves to be the word of the Lord. Number two, the extent of the Old Testament during Jesus' day was confirmed by many sources during that time. Number three, Jewish and many early Christian scholars argued against the Apocrypha being in the Bible. Fourth, the Apocrypha has never been universally accepted in the church, and I could go on and on. But here is the simplest reason why the Apocrypha isn't in the Bible. Jesus and his apostles did not consider the Apocrypha to be in the Bible. Jesus saw the extent of the Hebrew Bible in the same way as his Jewish contemporaries did. And his Jewish contemporaries did not consider the Apocryphal writings to be in the Old Testament canon. All right, check out Jesus' words in Luke chapter 24, verse 44. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So y'all, the designation law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms was a common way of talking about the threefold division of the Hebrew Bible. So we see here that Jesus refers to the Hebrew Bible in the same way that his Jewish contemporaries referred to the Hebrew Bible. This means that they were on the same page about the actual body of scriptures that comprised the canon. So this shows that Jesus 
lock in step with his Jewish contemporaries, did not consider the Apocrypha to be a part of the Hebrew Bible. And if that's not enough, check out Jesus' words in this passage. Luke chapter 11, verses 49 through 52. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. So this is interesting because according to history, according to chronological time, Abel was the first prophet to die in history, but Zechariah was not the last prophet to die in history. So why does Jesus say from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, if Abel was the first, but Zechariah wasn't the last? Jesus says this because of the ordering of the books in the Hebrew Bible. You see, Abel, according to the arrangement of the Hebrew Bible, was the first prophet to die. And Zechariah, according to the arrangement of the Hebrew Bible, is the last prophet to die as recorded in the order of the Hebrew Bible. Because check it out, Abel was, Abel's death was recorded in Genesis. Zechariah's death was recorded in Chronicles. The Hebrew Bible, the first book is Genesis. The last book is Chronicles. Jesus is basically saying, all of the prophets from Genesis to Chronicles, in the same way that we might sometimes say all the way from Genesis to Revelation, right? Again, this shows us that Jesus, just like his Jewish contemporaries, was in agreement about the beginning and the end of the Old Testament, and this did not include the Apocrypha. And also on top of that, the New Testament never cites any of the Apocrypha as authoritative. Like Jesus, the early church did not consider the Apocrypha in the canon. Now, the Westminster Confession of Faith in chapter 1, section 3, articulates the Protestant's position. The books commonly called Apocrypha, not being of divine inspiration, are no part of the canon of the scripture, and therefore are of no authority in the church of God, nor to be any otherwise approved or made use of, than other human writings. So we are not to consider the Apocrypha as anything other than merely human writing. Now, this doesn't mean that they are totally false. They very well uh, do contain true things in them. But this does not mean that they are divinely inspired, nor does it mean that they have any authority in the faith and practice of the church. This is why they aren't in the Bible. So like I said, every episode, I want to give you a practical tip. The whole point of this episode is to give you the assurance that in the Bible, you have all that you need to guide you in living a life filled with glory and joy. And so what better way to celebrate that than to read the Bible from cover to cover? So get you a good Bible reading plan, whether it be a year long or 10, year, 10 years long, it doesn't matter. Just get you one where you can have a sustainable pace and read a little bit day by day. And it will be a joy when you have finished reading the Bible, knowing that you have read all that you need in order to glorify and enjoy God. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Glory and Joy. If you are watching this via YouTube, please subscribe and comment below with any questions that you would like to see answered in a future episode. 
If you're tuning in through any one of our podcast platforms, we invite you to rate, review, and please subscribe. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week.